The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, it is that time on the Sunday morning where we talk to uh, Rob Kay. How are you today, Rob? I'm very well, thank you, Howard. Yourself? Mm, very well. Thank you very much. Good. Well, since the turn of the year, we've discussed what we might need to consider in 2022. Then last week, we specifically looked at the benefits of tax planning can achieve. And during that conversation, you referred to estate planning, which prompted a flurry of questions to the Riviera Radio Questions Portal, Riviera Radio at blevinsfranks.com. But before we focus on estate planning, what caught your eye in the news this week? Well, Howard, two, two years ago, very few of us have heard of COVID-19 and we certainly weren't expecting the world to, to have to go into some sort of pandemic. Um, it's now become second nature to, to check we've got a mask with us before we leave the house um, or even get out of the car. So I was quite surprised to read the comments of the World Health Organization's COVID chief when he said this week that the end of the pandemic is in sight for Britain after cases have fallen by more than a third. Now, he obviously didn't extend that status to France, where the daily infection rate topped 460,000 this week and where pharmacies seem to have erected metal barriers and queuing systems to help the demand for COVID tests, which I presume is due to vaccinated people needing negative tests to travel and the unvaccinated needing a negative test just to live a, a normal life. After being cancelled in 2021 for obvious reasons, the annual French census returned this week. The census is supposed to tell the state how many people live in France and where. That information is then used to help the authorities plan for such things as public transport, housing, schools, nurseries and even opening new shops. Every French household is legally obliged to take part. Over the last 12 months, we've also made frequent references to inflation and data issued from all the four corners of the world this week highlighted the fact that global inflation has jumped to 30-year highs. As you'd expect, the news adversely impacted the world's investment markets. Now, January is, is famous for being the month where most people want to see the back of it as quickly as possible. But for 8.7 million French households, Monday was eagerly anticipated because they received a tax credit that was owed to them from 2021. Total payouts um, are, are calculated to amount to around 5.3 billion euros, an average of around 600 euros per household. If you expected a payment and the tax office had your bank details, check your account for a deposit labelled Avance Credit Import. If they didn't have your bank details, you'll receive a cheque in the post, they say, later this month. Now, Monaco this week hosted the 90th edition of what is known as the most glamorous rally in the world, the Monte Carlo Rally. The organising committee of the Automobile de Monaco made an inspired decision, I believe, to base the rally here in Monaco this year instead of at Gap, which has been the host city since 2014. Compared to last year, 95% of the route was modified to achieve what was described as a perfect mix of conservatism and originality, thanks to a set of very demanding special stages selected in the Alpes Maritime and the Alpes de Haute-Provence, which, which will all accumulate me, <laughs> in the Casino Square this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And finally, I was more than slightly surprised to read about a group calling, some, calling themselves the Patriotic Millionaires. This group, who apparently number more than a hundred billion millionaires, sorry, a hundred billionaires and millionaires, 
issued a demand this week to world leaders to actually impose higher taxes on them. The group said they know the current tax system is not fair and the ultra-wealthy are not paying their fair share for the recovery of the global economy. This is also on the back of the World's Bank 2002 article, which urged countries to reconsider introducing more wealth-based taxes to regain social trust, help reduce inequality and replenish state coffers. Ah, very interesting, that. Well, we frequently mention estate planning, but what does that actually mean? The, the last couple of years have, have highlighted the challenges in life and the and, and circumstances that, that it throws at us, but they've also, I think, been inspiring and shown us how resilient people are, how hard they work and how much effort they put into creating, maintaining and protecting their family's wealth, not just for their immediate needs, but also to provide for longer-term financial security for retirement. But I question if we've, if we've done all we can and if we've done the same for what, when we've actually gone and departed. Estate planning is all about what will happen to our assets when we die, how much will be lost to tax, and as are, are our arrangements and wishes up to date. Estate planning always needs careful consideration, but even more so if you live or you own assets in France because the succession regime is much more complicated than, than let's say, in the UK. You need to understand how the French rules affect your family before you can take the effective steps which will ensure your estate passes in accordance with your wishes and with as little tax as possible. After Brexit, do French residents really need to be concerned about UK estate taxes? Yeah, it's, it's a very good question now because a lot of people have getting this wrong. Um, Brexit, I suppose in, in a way, you can best describe it as something of a red herring with regard to estate taxes. France and the UK have specific double tax treaties which deal with French residents dying with UK assets and UK tax residents dying with French assets. Brexit has, hasn't changed anything. If you're a French tax resident with UK assets, your estate will potentially still pay UK inheritance tax. Conversely, if you have French assets and you're a UK tax resident, your heirs will probably have a French succession tax liability. If either of the situations I've just described apply to you, it's really important to understand how the UK tax system will tax your estate when you die, compared to the French Napoleonic system, which will tax your beneficiaries. I say this is really important because under the UK system, the highest rate of tax is just 40%. Sorry, about just 40%. But under the French system, 60% tax could be payable. So can we end up paying tax in both countries? No, no. Um, as the title describes, it, it is exactly uh, what the double tax treaty is designed to avoid. But you will pay the highest tax applicable in, in either country. But thinking about it, that, that probably needs a little bit more explanation. In either country, inheritance tax between spouses or PAC civil partners are exempt from inheritance tax or succession tax. I should add, however, that, that transfers between spouses are also exempt in the UK, but in France they're treated as gifts and after an allowance, they're liable to a gifts tax at increasing scale rates of tax. In the UK, an individual has an inheritance tax allowance, which currently stands at £325,000. I should probably say sits, because that allowance hasn't increased for over 10 years, and it's now been frozen until 2026. What allowances and what rate of French succession tax your beneficiary will pay will be entirely dependent on their relationship to you. Children benefit from a €100,000 allowance when they receive an inheritance from a parent. 
They then pay tax at progressive rates ranging from 5% to 45%. Siblings pay tax at 35 or 45% and beneficiaries with no legal relationship to you, which can include friends or even your long-term non-married partner, will pay tax at 60%. Over the festive period, I unfortunately had to do what I could to help the survivor of an unmarried couple. This couple had been deliberating and frankly putting off dealing with their estate planning requirements since we first met, which was well before the pandemic kicked off. They are now both victims of COVID, but the survivor not only has to endure the issues faced by all widows and widowers, he will also have to pay 60% tax on his deceased partner's assets. Can you explain what protected heirs are? <laughs> yeah, France, uh, France's Napoleonic Code imposes what's known as forced heirship rules, which are, as the name suggests, and were designed to protect the bloodline. Very simply, children have the legal right to their deceased parents' estate and priority of the spouse, possibly their mother, their father, but in more difficult situations, it's usually the stepmother or stepfather. At least the survivor I mentioned previously doesn't have this issue to deal with. They didn't have any children and neither of them had any from their previous relationships. These days, it's only children who are protected heirs. If you have one child, 50% of your assets must be left to that child. If you have two, they must equally share a third. And if you have three or more children, 75% of your assets must be shared equally between them, with the balance of 25% passing to your spouse. Most British couples leave their estate to the survivor, with the assets only passing to the children when the survivor eventually dies. Unfortunately, that doesn't work in France. So even if you have a UK will, which states those are your testimony wishes, those wishes will be overridden by French succession law, unless you've taken professional advice and, importantly, acted on it. Which is a specific request the survivor I mentioned previously asked me to emphasise this morning, so nobody else has to go through the tax and legal problems he's currently enduring. There seems to be a big kerfuffle in French legal circles about Brussels 4. What's that all about? Well, in, back in 2015, France adopted the EU succession regulation, more frequently known as Brussels 4. It allows foreign nationals to elect for the law of their country of nationality to apply to their assets when they die, rather than the succession laws of their country of residence. If this election is made in their will, nationals of many common law countries can avoid French forced heirship rules. British expatriates, for example, can therefore take steps to distribute their wealth according to their own wishes, as opposed to the French Napoleonic rules. They can even choose to leave children out of the will, disinherit them. As is often the case, this is not quite as simple as that. There are pros and cons. There could be UK inheritance tax implications and paying increased levels of French succession tax is a strong possibility because you might be allowed to adopt the UK law but you can't elect not to be a French taxpayer. So your testimony election will be allowed to French succession tax which makes it imperative you take professional advice before making any legal election. The kerfuffle, as you describe it, Howard, was caused by the French Constitutional Council appro approving controversial new legislation with effect from the 1st of November 2001. If French assets pass according to the provision of a country such as England and Wales who don't impose forced heirship rules, the protected heirs can make a claim for the share they would have been entitled to under the French rules. 
This effectively allows the forced airship rules to override Brussels 4. And although a lot of French lawyers think this could be challenged in the European courts, for now, notaires must follow the new legislation. Notaires are obliged to seek potential beneficiaries and write to children who have not been given their protected share. In this case, the children would, could be or would be entitled to compensation. This only applies to assets within France, and you can still use Brussels 4 to freely distribute your foreign assets. Moving assets outside of France could be therefore very beneficial here. I understand there's also been a suggestion that Assurance V should lose its succession tax advantages. Yeah, I mean, the, the rules regarding Assurance V have broadly been the same since since the late 90s. Um, Macron changed the way investments are taxed shortly after his election in May 2017. Uh, but he hasn't changed any Assurance V rules because, well, frankly, it's, it's a political minefield. Every year, the French population pours billions of euros into assurance fee, and any adverse change would whip up a storm, especially before an election. That said, it is understood that Macron is in favour of watering down the tax advantages of assurance fee. And despite his promise not to tax the French population for the pandemic, it is widely believed he strongly supports the report that the French Council for Economics um, as submitted to the government, which recommends abolishing the €152,500 succession tax exemption for Assurance V. It argues that this only benefits the wealthy families and removing it would raise an extra four to €5 billion Euros in tax revenue. Similar proposals in the past have never materialised, but that doesn't mean it won't change in the future, especially if Macron is re-elected on the 24th of April. There is no draft legislation yet, so nothing will happen imminently, and it's unlikely to be retrospective. So if you've been putting off doing something about this, I suggest you need to act sooner rather than later, or at the very least, take some advice now. Will our pensions be affected by death and taxes? Yeah, well, from a from an estate planning perspective, you, you can't afford to overlook your pensions. Um, estate planning shouldn't just focus on property and investments. It must take a holistic overview of your total situation. So many UK pensions stop when the surviving spouse dies. Frequently, these assets still have a substantial value, which without appropriate advice and planning, won't pass to your children or your chosen beneficiaries, which could be, let's say, uh, your favourite charities. Quite legitimately, your hard-earned capital will be retained by the pension provider. Not a bad final payday for simply administrating your pension while you're alive. As I described last week, there are things you can do to avoid this being the end game for your pension. You could consider transferring your pension uh, into a qualifying recognised overseas pension scheme, QROPS, as they're more frequently known, or to a non-pension structure, as we mentioned before, such as an assurance fee. Now, I'm very happy to report that those people who were listening last week will, will have heard me telling about uh, a lady who had an issue with her pension and, uh, and not having any children. I'm happy to report that that lady has now successfully established arrangements which will ensure that when either she or her husband both finally die, her pension capital will pass to her chosen cancer charity, not to her pension scheme administrators or the French taxman. Well, this sounds all very complicated. How do we ensure our assets pass to who we want, when we want, and we and they pay the least amount of tax possible? Well, there are, there are various things that can potentially be done to ensure your assets pass according to your wishes. 
but which solutions you can use will depend on your specific situation. In France, the matrimonial regime you're married under has a direct impact on what happens to your assets when you die, so reviewing those options can be very, very useful. Another simple strategy is to insert a tontine clause into the conveyancing document when you buy a French property. This enables a jointly purchased property to automatically pass to the survivor, but you need to know here it can only be done at the time of the purchase. Arguably the best succession strategy is holding your investment assets as we've mentioned this morning inside an assurance fee, which stands outside of French succession law, with assets then passing directly to your nominated beneficiaries. Every family is different. You need to explore what would work for you and your specific circumstances and objectives, then carefully structure an estate plan which meets your wishes. You need to be extra careful if you or your partner have children from previous relationships, and as I mentioned earlier, if you're not married or in a PAX relationship. Without advanced planning, your heirs could be hit extra hard by French succession law and also tax. Then everything is further complicated for expatriates who must take two countries' rules and laws of very different regimes into account. It's all too easy to completely overlook key, key aspects of inheritance tax planning, especially in France, and taking professional advice will give you the peace of mind of knowing you have the right plans in place for yourself, your family and your heirs. If you would like to discuss your estate planning with the Blevins Franks partner, French resident listeners should call our Valbon office, and the telephone number there is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. And as we say frequently, if you live in Monaco or visiting our Monaco office is more convenient for you, you can call our Monaco office. And the telephone number there is 9777-5574. That's 9777-5574. And as this subject was prompted by questions posted to the questions portal, if you have a question that you want us to answer in a future broadcast or in the next few weeks, email it to rivieradio at blevinsfranks.com. And finally, if you would like to know more about Blevinsfranks or if it's easier to contact us via our website, simply direct your internet search to www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. We'll talk again next Sunday morning. I'll look forward to it. Thanks very much, Howard. Have a great week. Look forward to speaking to you next week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Is your wealth management on track to meet your objectives and provide long-term financial security? Blevins Franks has 45 years' experience managing our clients' capital. We provide a range of integrated financial services to give you peace of mind about your future. Our investment recommendations are personalised for you and designed to be tax-efficient and meet your estate planning wishes. Contact Blevins Franks on 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.